0: The message you're about to hear is a production of the Word and Sound Ministry of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Throne of Grace Richmond Hills. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. God bless you as you listen to the transforming and inspiring Word of God. Just keep praising God. Give God praises worthy is worthy. We magnify your name, oh God. You alone are worthy. You alone are holy. In Jesus' name we worship. Amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated. God bless you. God bless you. Uh, And good morning everybody. Good morning everyone in the house and everybody tuning in. Good morning. It's a privilege and a blessing to be here today. Uh, it's, uh, It's exciting to see what the Lord is doing in throne of grace and in this GTA, right? <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. It's an awesome thing. It's such a blessing to be here. It's such a blessing to uh, spend time and hang out with our friends uh, for several years now uh, at PWG and Pastor Choice. Amen. Uh, I'm going to look for an acronym for Pastor Choice very soon. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And it's such a blessing to be a part of this assembly, to see the choir, the the worship. Well, we're just a wonderful experience this morning. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Okay, when I say praise the Lord, you say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you checking me out? (laughs) Ah, No. When I say praise the Lord, you say what? Hallelujah. Amen. Aha, uh-huh. we're together. I always like responses. Praise the name of the Lord. Aha, uh-huh. now you got it. Hallelujah. I'll be reading a couple of scriptures. I'd like to read from Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 to 17, from the Amplified Version. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 24, uh, it's 1 Corinthians, what? 1 Corinthians chapter 9, I believe. I mixed it. I'm going to read the text. Um, chapter 9. In verses twenty-four to twenty-seven. Hold on. Hallelujah. Main thing I'm gonna read Ephesians chapter five. Amen. Ephesians chapter five. Hallelujah. How many people are expectant this last quarter of the year that the Lord would do great things in your life? I'm so confident that the Lord would do great things. The Lord would do great things. The Bible tells us that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. No mind has known what the Lord has in store. I know God has great things in store for you, and you will see them come to pass in the name of Jesus Christ. Without a doubt, without an exception, the Lord will be glorified in your life. The Lord will bring to pass the fullness of his word and the fullness of his purpose in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 I told people on Friday, those people were here on Friday, that you must be expected. Because what God will do, what God is about to do, is bigger than what we can imagine. Amen. And if we don't expect, if we don't expect, then we will fall short of those things. But God will keep his word. Though we are limited, God is going to be glorified, regardless of where we are and whatever may be going on in our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, Ephesians chapter 5, from verse 15 to 17. Therefore, see that you walk carefully. I'm reading from the Amplified Version, the Amplified Version. Therefore, see that you walk carefully, living with honor, purpose, and courage, shunning those who tolerate and enable evil, not as the unwise, but as wise, sensible, intelligent, discerning people, making the very most of your time on earth, recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity and using it with wisdom and diligence, because the days are filled with evil. Therefore, do not be foolish and thoughtless, but understand and firmly grasp what the will of the Lord is. Amen. We're talking about the art of balance. 1 Corinthians 9, verse 24 to 27. I'm reading this one from the New Living Translation. It says, Don't you realize that in a race everyone runs, but one only But only one gets the prize so run to win all athletes are disciplined in their training they do it to win a prize that will fade away but we do it for an eternal prize so i run with purpose in every step i am not just shadow boxing i discipline my body like an athlete training it to do what it should otherwise I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. We will, you will not be disqualified in the name of Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, we bless you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the time to reflect upon your word. I pray, Almighty God, by the breath of your spirit, you will quicken your word into every heart, into every life in the name of Jesus Christ. Let your word bring increase in our lives. Let there be a perfection of your will, your purpose in every life without exception, every life at the sound of my voice. Let all the glory... And all the honor be yours alone. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise the name of the Lord. Balance is important in life. Balance is important. Particularly for Christians, believers, uh, children of God. Balance is important in our lives. If we do not have or keep balance or maintain balance, we will fall short of the things that God desires for us. The Bible makes us to understand that God desires for our lives to be balanced. He wants every part of our lives to experience the fullness of what he desires, the fullness of what he has created us to enjoy. Third John chapter 1, there's only one chapter anyway, but verse 2, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things, prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. God wants you to have all-round prosperity. That's balance. God wants your spirit, your body, your mind, uh, your health, your finances, your career, every part of your life to prosper and reflect the beauty, the excellence of God. And I pray that that will be your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, as we think about balance, it's important to understand what balance is. What balance is. Balance is not something we achieve through uh, A time management system, regardless of how good and how necessary that may be. And that is important, and you see, I'll talk about it uh, in a moment. But balance for the child of God, balance for the believer in Christ Jesus comes from knowing who you are, understanding what God created or called you to do, identifying what is truly important, and then pursuing them with the end goal in mind. Let me repeat that. Balance for the child of God, balance for the believer comes from knowing who you are, understanding what God created or called you for or called you to do, identifying or defining what is important for your life or in your life and pursuing those things with the end goal in mind. And when you think about the end goal for the, cry, for the believer in Jesus Christ, for a child of God, the end goal uh, can be summarized into two, uh, two key phrases. Pleasing God and God's name being glorified in your life. To please God is our end goal. Everything we do must be to please him, to honor him, to give him glory. Amen. Amen. Everything about your life must be to give God glory. And I pray that your life will please him. And your life will give him glory. One scripture that I want to ask you to know and to memorize and to keep at the back of your heart as, your, uh, as one of your, if you have favorite scriptures, make this one of them. Or if you have, uh, what do you call it, uh, a tagline or uh, a motto or whatever you live by, make this one of them. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. It says, therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do. Somebody help me say whatever you do. Do all to the glory of God. Let's read that scripture together. It's on the screen, right? Let's do it. Ready? Go. Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all. Amen. That's the end goal. The end goal is pleasing God. The end goal is glorifying God. Amen. So understand that no matter what we do, no matter where you are, no matter what state of life you are in, no matter what your pursuits may be, no matter what those things are, ultimately your end goal is to please God, is to glorify God. Now, I want to uh, categorize what we need for balance, and I'll use myself as an example. What we need for balance into four key things. I call them four key areas, four key things, And, and those key four things are driven by four questions. The four questions help you to, uh, to understand what those four key things are. That everybody must understand what those four things are to maintain balance as a child of God. This is what I, I know. This is what I practice. This is what I believe. This is what is in my heart to share with you. The question, the first question, like, you know, we define balance, right? The first question is, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? This is a question about of your identity. Who are you? Who are you in Christ? Who are you? Who are you? Who Who is this person? Who are you? The second question that helps you to understand the key things that are important for balance is, what are you called to do? Or what does God want from you? What are those things he desires from you? What are you called to do? What does God want from you? That means it's a question of your assignment. What is my assignment here? Did I come to Canada just to make money? Did I come to Canada just to make a better life for my children? Am I here? Is that all it is for? Am I on earth just, just to, to, to have a great job, buy a big house, have children, you know, make some money, you know, have a few parties in my land then? Is that it? What does God, what is God's assignment for you? That's a, an important question. The third question everybody must ask and answer is how is Your life, how is my life aligned with this assignment that I've identified? You can't ask question number three without answering question number two. How is your life aligned with the assignment that God has given to you? This is a question of how are you using your time and resources? How are you using your time and resources? You want to talk about balance. Your time, your resources matter. And question number four is what are you doing now? To fulfill the assignments of God for you. What are you doing now? Now, the question number three and four are different. Question number three is how is your life aligned with the assignment? And question number four is what are you doing now? To fulfill those assignments. That's a question of what, what are your commitments. Question number three is how you question of how are you using your time and resources. These questions help us to address and answer and identify these four key things. You should have seen them by now. I call them the four Ps just to make them easy for you to remember. The first thing is person, your person, person. These are the four things that is important for balance. Your person, your purpose, your priorities, and your pursuits. Your person, your purpose, your priorities, and your pursuits. Those four things are important. When you ask those questions and you answer those questions, you are understanding who you are, your person. And you're understanding what are the things that God has called you to do, your purpose. You are, and then you're looking at how your life aligns with this purpose, your priorities. And then you're looking at what are you doing now to fulfill these assignments, your pursuits. Everybody must identify those four things. When you identify those four things, the question of balance becomes mute. Because you begin to know exactly where you are, what your priorities are, what are those things that the commitments, the pursuits that you must have. And then when you begin to answer them clearly, you know the things that are not important and the things you can drop when the resources are there. Maybe you can attend to them. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Now, let's go, let's look at each of them. Who are you? 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 What is your, who is this person? For every person that has received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, your identity is from God. How many Christians are in the house? Okay, amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Your identity is from God. God is your Father. God gives you identity. God defines who you are. God determines who you are called to be. Your identity is derived from God. And when you know your identity is derived from God, it changes the, you know, how you see yourself and ultimately changes the trajectory of your life. The Bible tells us a number of things that are important. John chapter 1, verse 12. If you're a believer, these things apply to you. John chapter 1, verse 12, it says, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right, he gave the authority, he gave the power to become children of God to those who believe in his name. If I'm a child of, if I'm a Christian, I've received Christ, I have the right to be a child of God. I am a child of God. Is there a Christian here? Okay. That seems fundamental, but it's important to understand the fundamentals for you to have balance. Can I hear amen? Amen. Okay, so who are you? I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ Jesus, he or she is a new creation. He says, All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. All things are passed away because I am a child of God. I have a new identity. God is my Father. I belong to Him. My life is new because there's a change that took place in my spirit and begins to affect every part of my life. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. One of my favorite scriptures. And I want you to know the scriptures are this particular one as well. For if by the one man's offense, Romans five seventeen, if by the one man's offense, death reigned through the one. Much more. Somebody say much more. Much more. Death reigned like it, Death reigned through the sin of Adam. But it says much more. Those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. That means God says you are destined to reign. He created you to reign. As a child of God, that's who you are. You have dominion. You're a winner. You're destined to win. No matter where you are, no matter what you're going through, you are destined to win. You're called a champion. Look at somebody next to you and say, I know you're a winner. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about. I know who you are. You win, and you win in life. You win today. You win tomorrow. You will win always in the name of Jesus Christ, because that's who God created you to be. Whether you like what you have experienced or what may be going on around you or not, your situation does not change who God created you to be. As a child of God, you're born to win. One of my favorite scriptures, I have so many of them, 1 John chapter 5 verse 4 says, whatever is born of God, whatever, whatever or whoever is born of God overcomes the world. If God has given birth to you, you are an overcomer. You look at yourself and say, I'm a winner, I'm a champion, that's who I am. I know who I am, I know what I am, I know what God has called me to be. Once you understand that, it settles a lot of questions. There's so much in the world around us. So many things will challenge you. Life situation will challenge you. You know, uh, sometimes, you know, people will challenge you. They will challenge you at work, they will challenge you in your business, they will challenge you everywhere you go, but when you know who you are. No matter what you face, you say, I know, I know I've got this. God is with me. God is in me. I'm a champion. I'm a winner. And I'm born to reign. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Tell somebody, I know who I am. Hallelujah. I am a winner. Hallelujah. So you need to settle that. Settle that. If you don't know, if I've not received Jesus Christ, receive Jesus Christ as Lord. Because Jesus Christ will create in you this new nature of a champion. You will create in you this new nature of an overcomer because anyone born of God is an overcomer. That means you will win no matter what test comes your way. You will win in life. No matter what stress you may face, you are a champion and you will overcome in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So the first question is, who am I? I needed to answer that. I needed to understand that. I grew up in a difficult circumstance. Uh, you know, my parents were loving, great and excellent. But after a while, my parents, uh, my, my, my parents traveled out of the country, Nigeria. So we were left uh, alone. We were left with, with uh, friends and, and people like that. And it was a horrible time. It was a point in my life that I, was, I called the dark years. And I realized I couldn't get out of the dark years, and it was going to affect me the, uh, the rest of my life without somebody. It was somebody in my life, actually my elder sister, that told me, told me, no, don't let, no, because I, I was bullied. I had a terrible experience. I was bullied. I was suffering. At the time, I ran away from home, the caretaker's home. I ran to hide. I can tell you stories. I don't want to bore you. And I know I'm, we want to have a discussion. And I have a long way to go. Amen. But he, she told me, you know, you're better. You're better. You know, you, you, you rise up for yourself. And I, and I began to understand what she meant. And at an early age, I gave my heart to Jesus Christ. And Jesus told me who I am. Gave me an identity that is not about who likes me, who doesn't like me. It's not about who is with me or who is not with me. Because God is with me at all times. And God gives me the victory. Tell somebody you're a winner. Second thing is, what are you called to do? You must answer that question. What is my purpose? What is my purpose? What are you called to do? All believers, you know, by extension, generally we are all called to be extensions of Jesus Christ, to reflect Christ, to model Christ, to be ambassadors for Christ. We are all called to do that. And that's fundamental, everybody without exception. But God calls us in addition to that. He, puts, he calls us for specific purposes in different instances of life. Sometimes, you know, why I said different instances is it might be time-bound. Sometimes it might be lifelong. And God gives you responsibilities and calls you. And, and you, you know it's, it's, sometimes you get to know it very early that God has called you in a certain direction whether you like I, we may resist it a little bit or else, you know some other time I may tell you that story but, but God calls you and gives you assignments it's your responsibility to know to identify what God wants you to do it's your responsibility however God used different things to speak to us he used what I call the signpost of destiny your passion can be a signpost of destiny because everybody needs to know what God has called them to do. You may be passionate for something that everybody else is not passionate about, but you, it's just a driving thing for you. Every time, you know, you, you, see, you, see, you see the needs around you, you see this passion. You just want to help people. You want to build houses for people. You want to put people in houses like Pastor P.W.G. You know, you want to do... it. It's, the, the, your passion is a sign of what God has called you to do. Amen. That's one of those things. I call them samples of destiny. Amen. The needs around you. Some people, you may be walking through the same place. You know, two people may walk into a room. One person sees chaos and disorganization. The other person says, everything is all right. Well, amen. Praise the name of the Lord. I was just going to talk about my boys. When when we look at the house and I say, "Ah, this house needs to be cleaned. They would look at me and say, which house? This looks good to us. <laughs> because I guess I said to myself, maybe because they are boys. So, so you may see things, you get there, you say, this, this place needs organization and nobody else sees it. And every time you, you, you see, oh, this place, this thing needs organization. is a signpost of something God has called you to do. Are you with me? Signpost of destiny. You must ask the question, what have I been called, what have I been called to do? And I realized that sometimes, you know, you know that God has called you to do something. Like I knew at a very early age that God has called me to preach the gospel. I ran and I wanted to run away from that. But I knew that God had called me to preach the gospel. And when I decided that no matter what I was going to do, I was going to do whatever God wanted me to do. Ultimately, I didn't need to know the details. I didn't need to know exactly whether I was called to be a pastor or an evangelist. I used to think I was called to be an evangelist because I had a passion for street evangelism. I, you know, we did village to village thing, I, and I enjoyed it. I would struggle normally speaking to people in Yoruba, but preaching, I, I excelled in preaching in Yoruba, and I enjoyed seeing people receive Christ. So I was excited. I thought it was a, that, that's what I was called to do. You know, but, but, but the point is this. You don't need to know exactly what specific thing. Now, you just need to serve the Lord with all your strength. And God reveals and leads you a step at a time into what you need to do. I, people come to me and say, Pastor, I have this thing that God has called me. You know, they're looking for something to somebody to put them in the front. No. If you have this thing God has called you, now use it. serve God. Work for God. Live for God. Are you with me? Praise the name of the Lord. Jesus Christ was about his Father's purpose. Jesus understood his purpose. He said, you know, he he told them uh, you had to be about his purpose. At at, at the point he was saying, uh, he was praying, he said, my soul is troubled. You know, Father, uh, you know, I, I, I wish you would, and I'm paraphrasing, I wish you would take this cup from me, but this is why I came. This is the purpose for which I've come. This is the purpose for which I've come. When you know your purpose, it settles you. I understood early what I had been called to do. It helped me to settle down. It helped me in my choices. It helped me in my decisions. It helped me when it came to the question of marriage, who to, what kind of person I should get married to. It helped me in the choices of career. It's important to know. Amen. How is your life aligned with your purpose? How is your life aligned with your purpose? How is your life aligned? What, that means what is important to you? Your priorities symbolize what is important to you. Everybody must spend time to understand what their priorities are. A few years ago, like Pastor said, uh, I did uh, a doctoral program. And one of the things that they established or they emphasized to us very early, again and again, is that every one of us needed to spend time and build what they called a time management system. But before we built the time management system, they said we needed to identify are wise, identify our priorities, that means the the key things, the major life uh, categories for us, what are the things that matter to us. Because understanding that will help you to know how you manage your time, will help you to know what to spend time to do, where you're wasting time, where you're wasting resources. And in the context of that time and what I did, and because we are all at my cohort, we all had to do it individually, and for each person is different. And, and you know, they suggested you know focusing about a four or five. No, don't make it too large, because if it's too large, it becomes unwieldy, because you have 24 hours in a day, and you have to develop a time system. And my choice at that time, based on where I was, was health, health family, work. I had two sections or two circles for work. You know, for me, I have work, uh, for uh, want of a better way to describe it my secular work but it's not really secular everything you do is for God amen, amen. Um, that work and then ministries work for me too amen so I have two jobs I tell people I have more than I, have, I have three jobs and sometimes I say I have four jobs you know what the four jobs are uh, I have the my what the regular job I'm a pastor I'm not even thinking about all the things that go with being a pastor I'm a husband and I'm a father Those are jobs. Those are full-time jobs. Praise the name of the Lord. They are full-time. They are full-time responsibilities. And so for me, it was health, family, work, work too, and then education, because I made a commitment to go to school, education. And I had to develop for each of this, what is, you know, based on these priorities, what are the times I was going to allot? Because, no, they said if you wanted to succeed within the time, I said I was starting in that, that And I was going to be finished in that three-year period. I was not going to be done over by a day. They said, you needed at least 30 hours a week. And I realized after we started that I was spending more than 30 hours. I was spending on average about 50 hours a week at least. So it was challenging for me. It was difficult. But my time management system was a breakdown. This is what I will spend. This is what time I will wake up. This is I will go to gym twice a week. Health. Remember, your health is important. If your health fails, you can't do anything. You can't serve God. You can't take care of your family. So your health is very important. Amen. Amen. Church, every one of us, our health is important. Uh, You need to spend time investing in your health, making sure you eat right, you exercise, you, you you are active. Amen. Everything is not about prayers. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, even Paul, I said, uh, he said. said bodily exercise profits little. That little can go a long way. Amen. You know, we could say little because uh, for us today we are very sedentary. In that time, they used to walk a lot. They used to walk around. Or we, we have the comforts of life today. You can sit at your desk, and from your desk to your car, from your car to your couch, and, and it can be. And from your couch to your bed, that's terrible. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, so if I want to talk about priorities, you know, your priorities are important. Your priorities are things you need to understand and define. My, my priorities are today, I'm talking now not in the context of education. My priorities are my relationship with God, my health, my family, in that order, my work, my ministry, in that order. My relationship with God, my health, my family, my work, my ministry. It's important to understand that. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. How you spend your time and your resources show your priorities, right? It's what is important to you to spend time on. And time is one of those things my wife is always asking me for, more of. There are two things she keeps asking me for. One of them is time. Anybody married here? Any women married here? What, 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 what is one of those important things you want from your husband? Time. You just want the person to spend time with you. So, for, you know, it, it sounds like uh, very uh, technical, but I sat down, actually planned. This is when I wake up. This is how many hours I'll spend doing this. I'll pray. I, I, I planned my prayers. I adjusted. And I realized that, you know, there was a time I wake up, and, and I love to wake up and spend about two hours praying nonstop and, and because I would time it. And I realized that I couldn't do that anymore. So instead of praying like that nonstop, I pray all through the day. Now I tell people, pray as you go. But I still do prayers, prayer blocks, but then I pray as you go. I like to walk a lot. I'm almost out of time, so I can't go through all the the other things. But I, I like to spend time walking around a lot. And when I walk around, I pray. Every time I'm working, I pray. Because when you're thinking about, how do I invest in my spiritual life? And some people sometimes think, I need to stop everything. And do no, you do as you go. You pray as you go. You build yourself as you go. A lot of people listen to music, 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 music. You know, I love music. Pastor told you, uh, yeah, I used to be, I'm a music director and all that. I don't do music as much. I, I still do music because I don't have a choice. And I'm surrounded by music by intention. You know, praise the Lord. But when, I, when you see me with earphones listening to something, let me tell you the truth. 90% of the time I'm listening to the Bible. I go from Genesis to Revelations and go back again from Genesis to Revelations and I keep going. Because, you know, I know I need to build myself. I have days that I sit down. I'll be very frank with you. My days to sit down and study and not be disturbed is Saturday. Amen. But every other day, I just do one quick scripture, but the rest of the day, I'm listening, and I'm praying as I go, and I'm constantly, continuously building myself because I need to maximize my time. But every one of us must identify these four things, who you are, your person, secondly, your your purpose, what has God called you to do, number three, your priorities, understand your priorities, and number four, your pursuits. Your pursuits are your commitments. Let me give you a few examples, and I'm done because I'm out of time. One example is my own one commitment. First, above all, is I will love the Lord with all my heart. Remember, Jesus Christ said that's the most important thing. That's my commitment because that's the foundation of everything you do. My second commitment is I will rejoice and praise God. My third commitment is I will forgive and forget. I will forgive and forget. I will not let anything or anyone hold me in bondage. Those are my commitments. When I'm talking about my pursuits, those are the things that I do now. I do now. I will invest in building relationships. I will invest in my marriage. I will invest in my life. I will grow daily. Those are my pursuits. Grow daily. Praise the Lord. The Lord will bless you in Jesus' name. So tell somebody, person, these things are important to you. Your person, Your purpose, your priorities, and your pursuits. Everybody must define them. Amen. God bless you. To today's word, and we believe you have been blessed. For further information, please visit our website at www.throneofgracecanada.ca or send us an email to info at throneofgracecanada.ca. The Word Works. Throne of Grace. Transforming lives, establishing His Kingdom.